Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of Real Life Pharmacology, I'm going to talk about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, commonly known as SSRIs. They are an incredibly common class. They are the first-line drug, if we're going to use a drug, for treatment management of depression. Uh, they are also used in uh, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, and a variety of different uh, mental health concerns. Example medications are citalopram, brand name Celexa, sertraline is Zoloft, paroxetine is Paxil, fluoxetine is Prozac, and flu fluvoxamine is Luvox, and escitalopram is Lexapro. As far as the side effect profile goes, uh, this can be a little bit challenging. You may find some that cause a little more activation, some that cause more sedation. GI side effects are probably the most common adverse effect. Uh, you may see some nausea, you may see some diarrhea, for example. And more specifically, the, these agents do vary a little bit between one another, um, but I have seen all of these issues kind of happen with all of them. So it kind of is a lot of uh, patient-specific reactions that you you might see. Uh, generally, uh, there's a tendency for sertraline, which is sometimes coined the term squirtraline, um, may be a little more serotonergic and may cause a little more loose stools or diarrhea. Again, this is probably a dose-dependent effect where as we get to higher doses, you may be more likely to see that happen. Uh, paroxetine may not be quite as well tolerated in the elderly patients. There may be some anticholinergic activity there. So that's one that you might see that we try to avoid in our geriatric patient population. It may be a little bit more sedating as well and maybe have a higher propensity of, of causing weight gain, which can be certainly problematic for some patients. Looking at citalopram, uh, brand name Selexa, there are some adverse effects we need to keep in mind here. One is an association uh, with QTC prolongation, and we also have a really common uh, drug interaction as far as patients being on omeprazole. And here we recommend uh, to limit the dose of citalopram to 20 milligrams 
in those patients if at all possible. If we're going to go above that 20 milligram threshold on citalopram, which I have seen done, uh, we really, really better have great rationale for doing so. Uh, I mentioned SSRIs generally considered the first line medication to treat depression. In overdose or in a, a potential suicide or a patient at risk of suicide, tricyclic antidepressants used to be considered first line medication for depression many, many years ago. But due to the risks associated with TCAs and the potential impact they can have on the heart in an overdose situation, the SSRIs are generally much safer in that situation. Now the risk with high-dose serotonin-like drugs, SSRIs specifically, we do run the risk of serotonin syndrome. So this is elevated temperature, elevated blood pressure, and symptoms of of that nature. Uh, Not terribly common, but a unique side effect potentially with SSRIs is they can contribute and or cause SIADH. So this is syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone. And what that can lead to is hyponatremia or low sodium. And this is a little bit uh, more likely in patients who are already prone to hyponatremia. So patients may be on diuretics that are already contributing to a lower sodium or put that patient at risk of that. Very, very important patient education point. Remember, you have to remember, SSRIs are not a quick fix for treating depression uh, or anxiety or anything else. These drugs take time to work, and oftentimes patients will run into the adverse effects when initially starting the medication, so they may not feel that great, as well as they may still uh, well feel depressed because the drugs take a while to work. So, you know, up to two to four weeks to really begin their activity and, and to begin helping patients feel better. So that's a really, really important patient education point. Uh, SSRIs in pregnancy, this always has to be a risk-benefit type of assessment, uh, usually involving OBGYN and the uh, provider that's working with that patient there. Uh, I have certainly seen them used in pregnancy, but again, if you know it's a mild depression, maybe it has completely resolved, we need to assess that situation and do we want to um, use that SSRI during pregnancy. Another complaint, concern you may hear from patients is that these drugs can decrease libido and contribute to sexual dysfunction. So this can often be problematic in our you know, younger, healthier population that we're trying to treat and manage uh, depression with these medications. 
So it's important to um, ask that question, I think, when you're working with patients and or recognize if uh, they may be having concerns with that. I did want to follow up on serotonin syndrome a little bit. Be sure to keep an eye out for other serotonergic drugs. So, for example, we typically don't use SNRIs like Effexor, uh, Cymbalta, with an SSRI. That's kind of a duplication. Generally, we're going to want to get them on one or the other. Now, the SNRIs maybe have a little bit of benefit in that they might have more beneficial effects for pain syndrome such as you know neuropathy or fibromyalgia. But in general, we shouldn't be on both an SSRI and an SNRI. A couple other serotonergic drugs that I classically think about is tramadol. Tramadol can have some serotonergic activity. So in using you know, higher dose tramadol with SSRIs, you may run the increased risk of serotonin syndrome. Triptans are another drug that may have some serotonergic type activity that we need to um, be a little cautious of and pay attention. And if patients are going to be on both these medications, we definitely need to educate our patients that there is a rare risk for something like serotonin syndrome. Please take a quick break and go support our sponsor. And right after this message, I'm going to cover more on drug interactions with SSRIs. Whether you're a nurse practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better at medication management and pharmacology. Meded101.com slash store. It's a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. I did mention the citalopram uh, drug interaction with something like omeprazole. Uh, there are definitely other drug interactions, uh, paroxetine and fluoxetine tend to be more 2D6 active, CYP2D6. An example I just recently came across was a patient that was on tamoxifen. Tamoxifen is actually a prodrug that's metabolized by 2D6. So in the setting of using uh, fluoxetine, for example, the tamoxifen will have less activity because it's a prodrug converted to active metabolites by CYP2D6. By fluoxetine inhibiting CYP2D6, it can reduce concentrations of the active metabolite, therefore leading your breast cancer therapy treatment to have less of an, less of an effect. So important to certainly remember drug interactions. One other one fluvoxamine or Luvox, this medication is very rarely used. And the reason it's rarely used is it has a ton of drug interactions via CYP3A4. So things like warfarin, things like seizure medications like phenytoin, Luvox or fluvoxamine can have a lot of drug interactions, potentially raising 
those concentrations by CYP3A4 inhibition. So in general, Luvox is uh, usually avoided unless there's a really, really good clinical reason to use it. Be sure to go check out our free gift at reallifepharmacology.com. This wraps up today's episode on SSRIs. Feel free to reach out at the website, again, reallifepharmacology.com. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.